Hey, Sherry girl. Hey, Corey. <laughs> you know, I always love having these conversations with her, and I love our intro because it reminds me when we first started this process, right? Yes. And I mean, it's been a minute now. We got some things in the can. I know. We got, we got, like, got a Wealth, a, a wealth Academy, Academy coming. coming. Right, yes. right. It was so funny. I was looking on our YouTube channel. I was like, there's rolls of stuff now, right? <laughs> Remember when there was like one? You know? Right. <laughs> and we, like, we were trying to melt that one out, right? right? We were right. like, ooh, we got one. We right. got one podcast, right. you know? Right. So it's, it's pretty cool to see. I got to tell you. It's been pretty cool to watch. But uh, so today, 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 I know you and I were just kind of chatting. We were saying, what are some of the topics we want to talk about? And I and I, we got to talking about some things and and I, and I like to call it, um, what do we want to call this? I, I, I don't know if uh, adulting is the right question or parenting well, so, or. So this is in, in the wealth habits category. There you go. This fits under. Free time, family time. I was gonna say family okay, time, family right? Family yeah, family yeah. Family. I'll go ahead. And family. and honestly, it could also be relationship, right? It could be relationship. Because yeah, because yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it could be both, right? Yeah, all right, both. there you go. All right, all right. So here's what we're gonna talk about. Here's our topic today. You know, how are you raising your children, right? And and the reason why I think this is important to talk about because I think there's such a different contrast to maybe the way we were brought up absolutely and maybe the way we're raising our children today mm-hmm. compared to the way our parents may raise us yes. and more importantly the way our parents were raised yeah. right yeah. so i think there are different contrasts because of the different times in life and everything else and and you know all that good stuff but you and I were talking, and I think, you know, you and I agree, you know, sometimes some of these kids today, man, I, I don't know how else to put it. They just soft. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they feelings get hurt yes, easy. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yes. And I just, I don't get it sometimes, you know? So let's talk a little bit about this subject. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of comments. Uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. yes. We're going to have child have services right. calling, okay? <laughs> I do not need child protective <laughs> services calling. All right. So everything I say does not relate to my life. <laughs> and that's the your kids, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think that one of the things that I've seen, Corey, is that um, is that the, the kids are, they feel disrespectful to me. They feel disrespectful. Yeah. Meaning like that they're, they're disrespectful, disrespectful to you. To their parents. Right. So the things that I see, it feel, like I, there are times when I find that, and I don't know if you experience this or not, where I feel like I got to go, oh, oh, oh. You know, it's where it's where I'm trying to hide what I'm really thinking, because what I'm really thinking is you need to knock this child out. Like, are you kidding me? You know, I, that just. Do you think. That, OK, so, let, so now that you said that one topic, right, let, let's talk. about. And I don't know how deep this is going to get, but. Because I don't but, want to name any names. <laughs> but look, OK, no, no, no. We're real we talk. won't name any okay, names. OK, no names. OK, no names. But name. culturally, OK, like I just I just I got to throw this out there. OK, you know. Do you think culture plays a role when it comes to yeah. the rearing of children? Oh, yes. You do? Oh, yes. Without a doubt. So Sh- Sherry over there smiling. To, she don't want to be politically correct. You should so see I her move, face. I move in a lot of uh, um, mixed circles. <laughs> and I observe me versus somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I've just got to do this when we're not around this group, okay? Because you will listen to me and you will, you know, uh, and I'm not going to have all of this back talk. Uh, no, yeah. no, you can't do that. You know, it's so I funny. I know you see Timmy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. You know. You know but <laughs> Timmy, Timmy don't live in this house. Yeah. So. No, that's real talk. You know, it's so funny because I think society as a whole right now 
has gotten so much wrapped up into feelings, yeah. right? Yeah. And what's socially yeah. correct and what's politically correct. And, you know, I want to be your friend more than I want to be your parent. Yes. And, and I think at the end of the day that we are peers, yeah. you know, as opposed to I'm your dad right. and you're my son or right. my daughter, right? right. And, I, and, this is, and again, this is just my opinion, yeah. okay? This is the Coreyisms, right? <laughs> but I feel like at the end of the day, that is so prevalent. Like I see some of these parents and I sit there and think to myself, there is no effing way I would let my child talk to me that way, right? right? right. And, I, and the more important the part that they're not getting out of this is you're allowing your child to be shaped yeah. by what you're modeling. Yeah. And what's worse yet is that that's why they're not turning out to be these well-mannered, right. well-behaved, right. you wonder why you can't get no one to babysit your kid right. kind of right. person right. because your child is out of control, right. you know? And it's like, to me, I think, when do you get to that point where you realize that you're hindering your child by giving them everything yeah. and not learning how to stumble and fall yeah. and get back on their own feet? Yeah. That's, That's just it. real for yeah. me, you know? Yeah. And so let me, let me ask you this. How, how have you your kids to stumble and fall or what or have you had to watch them stumble and fall through something because I think it's a natural instinct to want to help for sure and I think it's a natural instinct to want to help especially if you went through rough times growing up yeah. right because I think as parents we we naturally want to make a difference for our kids to give them better than what we had yeah. right yeah. and don't get me wrong my mom did an amazing job trying to raise three boys but it still wasn't like we were sitting on in Beverly Hills getting everything right. we want. We were hustling, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, I started working and left home at 15, and I was slinging flowers on the street corner at yeah. 15 on Century Boulevard, hanging flowers out at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. Knowing that I should be in the house, but I was trying to make money, you right, know what I mean? Right. And so for me, you know, to answer your question, like what have I done or how have I, you know, maybe taught our kids differently and let them fall, I think you have to. You know, yeah. I think one of the biggest things that sometimes we make mistakes on as a parent, because I don't think there's a, there's no parent manual, right? I think, I, I, think, I, think there, I think you learn by the evolution of making mistakes and you try to evolve and get better at it, you know? Yeah. My first child, my oldest son, is so funny. We, we laugh and we talk about, I remember how we were so crazy when Chase was born, right? Like, I mean, I remember trying to put a car seat in the car, was stressed out, 20 minutes trying to get the dang thing in the car seat was in to get him from the hospital, <laughs> didn't know what we were doing. It was just crazy. Yeah. I remember what my wife and I were talking about the one time that she was folding clothes and he rolled off the bed and he was under the bed and we were like oh my god where's Chase at you know and so you were just like panicking right but the third child we're like let him fall he good you know so you know it just it's just a different process right and um but what I did realize is that you realize they can't break they can't break. They yeah, can't break, exactly. Right. right? They, right. They're going to be all right. You right. know, but I also realize this, right? As much as parents, we want to protect our children and try to give them everything. Yeah. I really, truly 100% feel that we are hindering them by doing that. Yeah. I think our children have got to learn that it's tough out there. Yeah. It, it, there, isn't, there is no participation medal in everything in yeah. life. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You are not going to get a medal just because you showed up. Right. What the hell is that? Right. Right. And right. we teaching our children right. out there that you just need to show up and life is going to be okay. Yeah. But that's not real. 
Yeah. That's not reality, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you got to put the work in, you know? And sometimes it's okay to fall, but you learn from that fall. Now get back up, dust yourself off, and let's make it work. Right. And right. I think challenging, that's a big part of the process. I think there's that balance that you as a parent and what you want to do for your kids to make things life better, you got to kind of sometimes reserve yourself and say, don't give them too much, yeah. you know? Because, you know, you know, shoot. I love my See, kids I, to death, I, but I, I think at the end of the day, I they got to like, fall sometimes. Right, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm... So maybe I was around a bunch of first-time parents because many of his tumbles, I wouldn't come running. It'd be like, I, I mean, you, you're going to have to fall and, like, scrape yourself yeah. to know not to go that way. Right, I told you not to touch I'm that. I'm not letting you fall off the side <laughs> of the mountain. <laughs> right. But, I, you know, but you might slide, you know, so... You're going to get a little dirty. You, yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so that's okay. Um, I, I don't know. I think I feel like um, it's like what I'm interested in is I'm interested in him valuing effort. Mm-hmm. And I get now I see that he wants results, but he doesn't always want to do the effort. Right, put the work in. Yes. Yes. And that's really what I am just thoughtful about and mindful about is how do I cultivate a love of effort? And if I if there were anything that I wish my parents gave gave me I, like I feel like this came later in life for me is a love of effort. There were so many things that came easy. It was very easy to do just those things. Yeah. And then, but but the the bigger rewards that I wanted, I was so geared toward the things that because there were lots of great things that came really easy that I I had to learn to love effort. Mm-hmm. And if there's a gift that I want to give him is the love of effort. I, you know, I like that. I, you know, as I, I sit and think, uh, just reflecting on all three of my kids right now, mm-hmm. you know, I think if I could go back in time to emphasize a more of something back into their lives, mm-hmm. it would be the ability to, like you said, the effort, the ability to show them the journey part of the process is mm-hmm. the fun part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, you know, for whatever reason... No one ever had to make me wake up and know when it came to sales, I had to do whatever it took to make that dollar, right? right. right? But it's the work and the habits and the processes and the tenacity that you go through to make that happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think right now, I think that's a challenge for me right now, but yeah. even with my own kids, you know? I think my kids are extremely smart. My youngest son, he is a go-getter. Like, he's hungry, right? And, you know, he started out, he was, you know, trading stocks. He was doing um, these reselling things with these, t- t- these tennis shoes where you, mm-hmm. they're like $1,500 tennis shoes, and yeah. you mark them up and sell them. I'm like, I don't get it, but people are paying for that. I'm like, right. wow, you know? And, you know, he's doing drop ship stuff and all these other different things. Like, he's a hustler, right? He's like, yeah. he's like multiple streams of income, right? And he and I had this conversation uh, about a week or two ago, uh-huh. and I told him that he lost that drive, that hunger, yeah. you know? Yeah. And he was doing the the easy things or the things that I felt like were just the normal things of going to a job nine to five, but that job wasn't moving him to the direction of where he wanted to be at right. in his life. Right. And when we had this conversation, which I truly appreciate about him, is that 
that conversation I felt like sparked him back into the game again. Yeah. And yeah. when I saw him yesterday, he goes, Dad, I'm back to reselling. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, good, get your grind back on, yes, you know? Yes, because yes. he wants so many nice things and things that he wants. He wants the good life. Yeah. That child will not be that poor kid sitting in the corner. He's like, I want the good life, Dad. Yeah. I want the Ferrari. I want the nice house. I want to travel all over the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, he wants all the good stuff. So yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. But have the work ethic to get it when yeah. you want it, right? Yeah. You can always slow down and take a time out and pause, right? But at the end of the day, you got to have that drive and that hunger to go get it for a season to get where you want to be at. So, because I feel like my work ethic is, I have a great work ethic, right? I'm not, that isn't it for me. It's the effort that's uncomfortable to make. And that's what I'm talking about. <coughs> that, because the work ethic is there. Right, like, but like, but it's but it's being the work ethic towards the things that are the most important things moving to the direction exactly. you go to, right? Because the things because busy work is busy work, exactly. Right. So the things that came easy got me a reward, but it wasn't the reward that I wanted. Correct. And the reward that I wanted meant that I had to put forth an effort that was outside of my comfort, comfort zone. zone because there were so many factors <clears throat> to learn in mm. terms of business and sales and. How do you market? How do you communicate with the public and all of those things? And that was uncomfortable, those those learning pieces, because I had to run up against, can I learn this? Like, why is it taking so long? Like, I have all of this other success over here that came so easily. Right. Like, why is this, you know? But I know that I wanted the reward. Like, I was thinking about, like, okay, what would make this this uh, quarantine better? Because I'm enjoying the quarantine. Is that I would just be quarantined in Beverly Hills. <laughs> like that's, that's a, or a quarantine that's in Beverly only, Hills and having a big old pool in the backyard is what you're saying, right? Yeah, that's, right? A, that's the only thing that make it better. It's like if I were quarantined in like you know um, uh, Beverly Hills, Bel Air, uh, Pacific Palisades, uh, Malibu, whatever. Like, but if I'm quarantined over some water, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm good. If I were, um, I got a chance to to um, visit this home. I was going to say the name, but I'm not going to say any names. But out on Malibu, and it literally, there's nothing between the back of the house and the ocean. Like, it just looks right out. I was like, I could be quarantined there. Like, that's the only thing that would make it better. And and I'm in the midst of putting forth that effort, right, and getting mm-hmm. those rewards or whatever. But it would be nice to just be there right now. Mm-hmm. So And so that's what I'm saying. When I think about what I want to give Jordan is I want to give him... Not that, that he has to live one way or another. I think that he will desire to live a good life, but that he loves effort mm-hmm. and, that, and that he falls in love with effort. And the people that I admire, that they fall in love with effort. You know, it's so funny. You talk about effort, and I'm trying to think to myself, like, what's the adjective that I'm really trying to come up with that I, that I feel it is? And, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I don't know that my word is effort as much as it is. I want my kids to love the journey, but love the results more so. I want the results to mean more to them than the struggle that it takes to get to the result. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Know Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Because I think that's where it is for them, right? They they want this, yeah, but they don't really want to work through that hard stuff, that hard part, to get to that yeah, yeah, main yeah. result. So I want them to say that this is going to be a struggle. I got that, yeah. but that result is going to be so good yeah. Yeah, 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 that yeah, I'm yeah. like, shoot, I can deal with the struggle, right, right. right? I can grind, I can hustle, I can. I want them to have that always, right? Yeah. Because I feel like that, if you have that. 
no matter where you go in life, you will always yeah. win. I agree. You will always win. I agree. And, I, and like to me, like when I sit and I think about sales, right? I had a, uh, my brother, he talks about he hates being sales, right? Mm -hmm. He's not a salesman, right? And I uh -huh. always laugh at that because to me, sales isn't everything you do in life, right? Mm -hmm. And people who say that they don't like sales, they don't really understand what sales is. Because right. I mean, you're selling something every day. Mm -hmm. Whether it's yourself on a relationship that you're trying to get involved with, mm -hmm. you're selling your son on going to go take a bath, right. you know, you were, you're selling your family on getting you up and cleaning the house. Right okay, there. right. You like, <laughs> it's a selling like, process. Look, look, look how we got out of bad habit. Hey, Jordan, we can't go to Cahill's house if you're not going to take a bath. <laughs> That's how he got in the shower. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's always sales. Sales is in everything we do every day. Right. And when people don't realize, they think it's the, they have the context of thinking it's more like that used car salesman right. where you're trying to convince people to do something they don't want to do. Right. But it's not. It's yeah. helping people understand what it is that they want and show them how they can get there right. without not being a big process right, to right, do right, it. Right, 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 like, right. I think that's the biggest part of it. Right. So I think, it, like I said before, when I go through this process, I want them to love the journey and understand that it's going to be hard work, but, man, what so the end result is at the end, you got to love the end result. Yeah. You got to love the end result more than the struggle to get to the end result. Right. That's right, the right, one. Right, 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 like right, for right. me, you know, and I don't know what the term is, right, but that's right, what it right, is right. for me. I'm you know? thinking about that. I'm thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Like yeah. I think, because I think, listen, everyone's going to say things are hard. Everyone's right. going to say things are tough because anything worth doing is going to be, be tough, right? right, right. It's going to be hard. But how do you teach someone to have that mental capacity that says, you know what? Yes, it's going to be tough. I got that part. So but that end, oh comes, my God. Yeah, I think it comes, so you you said this earlier, I don't know if you said this when we were preparing for this, but it's the, it's the modeling. Yeah. Because the kids do more what they see you do right. than what they hear you say. Mm -hmm. And you can talk all day. Hold on, let me just, let me drive in that because you said that conversation, right? Yeah. I had this conversation with a friend of mine. Do you think our children today model their parents more or their friends and colleagues and friends more? Their peers. I just had this conversation with a friend of mine, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I, so the thing is, is that I got a six-year-old, so it's not. Yeah, so I would say parent. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, my my goal is to is to remain a primary influence, and I think about that about like you know, well, like what are the seeds that I need to plant now to protect the relationship later? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I didn't think about that statement until I was talking to a friend of mine. And he was saying that he felt, because he has two daughters, and we were doing a, a brother conversation on the phone the other day, and it was five of my boys, and they all have daughters, right? And we were talking about that, right? And we were seeing how, because, you know, my daughter is one of the youngest ones, and they all keep telling me, oh, it's going to change, right? When they get to them teens, it's going to change, Corey, trust me. And I'm like, no, nah, not me. <laughs> me and my girl, me and my daughter locked. We locked down. Me and Kahey are ride or die, right? And they're okay. I used to say the same thing. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, am I being naive? Because I know that there will be some things that she will do that will test me. Right. That's just part of being That's a parent, part, right? That's right. part of growing up. But I really feel that at the end of the day, when it comes to those tough questions, those tough conversations, I feel she will come to me and talk right. to me about that, right. you know? Because I feel like we have that kind of relationship, right? Mm. We we talk and play and, and we, we're friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, she knows daddy is daddy, you right, know what I mean? Right. But I also think she knows that daddy is gonna always protect her as well. Yeah. So I hope that she feels that she can always reach out and come to me, right? Yeah. But when he was saying this conversation, they were telling me about their daughters and stuff, they were saying how 
the daughters were more influenced by their peers and their social surroundings and their friends more so than the modeling that they got from their parents because when they were out and about with their friends, they were doing certain things that they shouldn't be doing. But even though they had that instilled, brought up the right way, right parents, two-household parent, household, good income, they were still acting a certain way when they were with their peers, modeling from that standpoint. Yeah, so that makes me, because I'm thinking about being a young girl. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's so much pressure on young girls to look right, to have the right clothes, to be in the right car if you're of driving age, to date the right guy or have the mm-hmm. right boy mm-hmm. interested in you. And, like, I don't know how girls survive today. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have social media, so we didn't have any right. of the pressure that comes. So I think it depends on the personality. Yeah. And I think that if you're a strong personality, then probably you won't be as impacted by Influence, right. But, you know, and I don't, I can't even, it's it's funny you're saying that. So I remember being in my 20s and some friends of mine got together and we did this thing called girl power because something happened in the teenage years where we stopped believing that we could do anything. Right. And I can't even tell you when it happened and when I stopped feeling like the world belonged to me. But there was this definite shift and maybe it came from, you know, what you saw in the magazines and, you know, what was considered beautiful and what was considered attractive and what somebody wanted. And, and, and I remember being in my 20s and really realizing that what the heck happened? Like, I remember being 12 and feeling like I could do anything. Like, just if I said it, I believed I could accomplish it. Right. And then, and it wasn't even like I'd had, like, any failures to say, any real failures to say, oh, well, that's why I feel this way. But something happens just being in this society that that I think for young girls, it's tough. And I don't, I'm, I, I, have, I, haven't, I, mean, I really haven't thought this through. Because so just you saying this is mm-hmm. taking, taking me there mentally. Um I don't know how I don't know how you necessarily protect that, but I know that there's some, something between thirteen and twenty yeah. that like really jams up your self-image. Yeah, and I didn't have uh, you know it's one of the things I work with the Jordan because he's a boy and his life would be a whole different thing than mine, but always working around his self-narrative because he's a black male and I and I don't want him having the self-narrative of the world is against me. Right. You know, that that I, I, I want him to have the self-narrative that I don't care what the opposition is. I could take it. You know, like it's that 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 mindset. And I feel like well, let me let me let me ask you a question about that. Because yeah. like, from a mom's standpoint, mm-hmm. right, raising uh, a male child, male mm-hmm. black child. Yeah. Right. Um, which I think is a whole nother level, to be honest Hello. with you. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Um, do you have that talk with them? And you know the talk I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because I think you're, I, I think you're I, right. Let me, yeah. let, let, me, let me finish my thought on this, right? Yeah, because yeah. I think in one aspect, and, and in one respect, it's my son Chase, mm-hmm. right? Chase has been brought up that he can do anything and everything he ever wanted, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think that he's ever really kind of looked at to, or has ever been looked at in a certain way that he's uh, a black male. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
And I remember him telling me stories about him going into a BSU and they were like, who are you? You know, kind of thing. Because, <laughs> right. you know, his mama's Filipino. I'm right. black. And, you know, he don't look the black side. Right? right. Well, my other son, my youngest son, Chance, does look more like he's got black in him. Right. right he's darker right. skin color right. and so forth. But my, my question to this is this. As you being a black mom raising uh-huh. a son, do you have that conversation with them? Because I know in one respect you're saying, hey, you shouldn't have no limits. You should be able to do whatever you want right. in the world and blah, blah, blah. But then also on the other side of that is the reality of you need to understand what world, world is, right. right? What the world really is and how you have to understand that there are certain things that you're going to always have someone look at you a different way because of your skin color. I mean, sad as it says, look, I know we've made a leaps and bounds. I agree. But there is still a long way to go. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. I, I, I think... I, well, first of all, I'll pray my way through it. Let's say that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, w- I won't be going into this trying to operate in my own power. Um, I think I'm going to let the moment dictate what I need to say to him, meaning that that what I what I w- once I got a handle on myself narrative personally, then it didn't matter what anybody else said or did, and that I could I could receive someone's Negativity. When I say receive, I mean like I could say, okay, this person is being this way, and and then make a decision that that's not going to change how I'm going to show up. Okay, I want to make sure I follow you what you're sure. saying, okay? Because I want to make sure that I understand what you're saying. So, are you saying that the the conversation you have with Jordan at some point in time will be said or started based off of the narrative of what comes up in that situation? Or are you preparing him in advance? And even if the situation doesn't come up, you're preparing him for that process. Yeah, so we don't really have conversations around race. We have conversations around, this. these are the people that you come from. Here's how great you are. So, you know, and so, you know, different historical figures. And here's what's amazing about being from this culture. Um, and so it's, I, I, I want him steeped in, in an awareness of, you know, this Part of himself, um, so we why? do a lot. I guess my question is, why not? Why don't you, not? Yeah, what, don't you think? I mean, I'm again yeah. black male. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to my sister right now, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's, I think it's great to have the ability to feel like we're we're all accepted, right? Yeah. And we and we are all there's no um, barriers or color lines or anything along that line, right? Uh-huh. But I also think at the end of the day that you need to have a conversation with your son as being a black male, mm-hmm. even before he gets to an age where it becomes prevalent for him because it's going to come up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, and the right. fact that you're not having the conversation about it, I think in my opinion, yeah. I think it does a, a disservice for him to be prepared for what can come. Yeah. I really do, Sherry. Okay. You know, and that's real talk. You know, mm-hmm. I know, you know, we both have very um, strong um, multicultural relationships with a mm-hmm. lot of people in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't care what we talk about at the end of the day, it's still real, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like I was driving around the other day, and, you know, I drive a really nice car, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, normally I'm in a suit and tie, but I have my hat turned on backwards, and I had the car come up, or the cop right beside me, right. look in and look at me, and I'm sitting there going, really? I'm like 50-something years right. old, you know? Right, right. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> but it's still real, right. you know? It right. really is. And I think that the first time... I got pulled over and was sitting on the side of the street corner 
No one told me about that. Cause my mom was like how you are, right? Mm -hmm. She had us around in, in a lot of predominantly white schools and mm -hmm. trying to get us to the nice neighborhoods. And so it was a it was a culture shock when it came out and people were like, I'm like, 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 aren't we all supposed to do this? You know, right, kind of thing. Right, and, right, right, right. and so by not knowing, I think it was hindrance. It was harder for me to deal with it when it came, yeah, right? Yeah. And so now for me, okay, I so try to be so very conversational around that. How young is too young? I mean, this, like, he's six. I know. I, like, I'm not you know saying. I mean? Like, I mean, just real talk, he's six. He's six, but and listen. He's, he's, he's six and, like. Look, Sherry, here's, here's it's my thought. Like, when, when do you rob someone of their. Their innocence of yeah. believing that life is all good and it's cookies and creams oh and, and has a paper. Like, I'm not saying that you got to do it right away, but what I am saying, you need to have that conversation. And it's not a conversation you have once you get into high school. It's a conversation yeah, way before that junior, I junior high, high kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, that, no, no, what no, is that, I, middle I school say, thing. I didn't say high school. I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I am, I'm feeling my way through this and right. praying my way through right. this. And what I love about him is that, like, he sees race he is aware of race but he doesn't have any of the yucky right right i got you look you know sure. like, i get it i get it. look and i know you're trying to look like my daughter still believes in the tooth fairy you know, i get it okay here i you know so trust me when i say you want to hold on oh to the innocent as long like as you can hurting me right? right now but like, i'm just saying just, real talk as there's gonna come know a time you have a conversation y'all gotta put yeah. something in the chat there's gotta be a talk let you me know have the i don't i don't know i don't know who who's I'm telling you, cause I, I, I don't have a side. I don't have a side. I just, I just know what is 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 precious to me, which is his. He loves all people. I know, Cherry. Listen, I'm not oh. trying to take that away from you, but what I'm saying is, let's not be naive either. You know what I mean? Reality-wise, let's not be. Let's not set our children up for failure, because the reality of this is that there is going to come a time. This is going to happen. And it's going to happen in a big way, and it's going to shock himself if he's not ever been exposed to it or know anything right, about it. That's right. all I'm trying to say, right? right, right? right, right that's right. that's my only point to this because it's the same thing with my boys, right? I mean, my boys don't look like hoods, rats, or whatever you want to call right, it. Right. They don't have their you know slacks hanging down on their butt. I wish right. they would, right. you know, or anything like that. Right. But I do know at the end of the day, don't think I don't worry every time my youngest son goes out of this house yeah. hanging with his buddies, and there may be five or six of them, and they're. Every ethnicity you can think of, he's got Persian, Latino, blah, yeah. blah, and they all hanging out. But I know with him being the one that looks like he's African-American and black in his house, yeah. and they walking somewhere, I worry about him making it home and someone doing something to him. So they know. Cops come, hands up, don't make no sudden moves, right. sit down on the ground. If you're getting pulled over, keep your hands on the steering wheel. They know this, right? right because right. my fear is something happens to them because I didn't teach them that process. Right, right, right. Because they thought everybody's the same. Oh, we all cool. We get to hang out. Let me tell you, I tell my boy all the time. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if it comes to one or the other, I'm telling you, you're going to be the one that's going to pull over. Right. It's just, it's, just real, it's just reality to it. I hate that it is that way, right. but it's real talk. And I'm right. just saying to you, you got to have that conversation. You can't be letting them go through life thinking life is rainbows and sugar coats. No. <laughs> sugar cookies and shit, you know? I, mm. I didn't say I wouldn't have that conversation yeah. with him. But I do, wor I do think about what do I say to him about race. At this age. At this age. Yeah, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, I think I think the conversation is just to see where his mind is at, right? Because right. their kids are kids are cruel. Like yeah. these little bandits looking, you know, they cruel, right? Yeah, they say some stuff. I'll be like, ooh, <laughs> hey, did they just say that? You know what I'm saying? Right, so I just right. want to make sure that you're aware, and I think that conversation that if it comes up and it has 
you know, there are different ethnicities in your school and stuff like yeah. that. He needs to understand, you know, yeah. and he needs to know who he is, you know. Yeah. And more importantly, like you said, he needs to know that we are beautiful and that yeah. we are amazing yeah. and we can do anything we want to do. Yeah. Don't let anybody else take that away from him. I, one of them, I can't remember who it was, but one of the, oh, my niece, you know, and we were mm -hmm. talking to someone and she was saying something about her skin color being too dark, mm -hmm. you know, but that's because of the, what school she was going to, right? Yeah, 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 and I'm yeah. sitting there thinking about that and I'm sitting there going, what? But because that's what she hadn't been taught yeah. about how to, you know, understand that she's okay to be that way, yeah. you know, and this yeah. is what's there. But again, six years old, seven years old, that's where she's at at this yeah. point. Yeah. So it comes up in school, you yeah. know? Yeah. So that's all I'm saying, you know? Mm -hmm. We need to be vigilant yeah. in that process. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, guys. All right, We're going to wrap this one. one. got deep today. That was uh, took heavy. It deep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, guys, that's uh, the end and the wrap of uh, Wealth Habits today. I'm going to need some love in the chat. I'm going to need some love in the chat, y'all. <laughs> as okay. always, reach out to us as often as you can. Look out and follow us. Subscribe to us below and make sure you guys keep up with us on the Wealth Habits Academy. Take yes. care. You guys be well and blessed. Bye-bye.